Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Happy 2020, superheroes. I have been away for what feels like forever to rejuvenate, restore, and refresh. And during that time, I was actually extraordinarily busy and crazy and uh, lots of activity. My teacher, Master John Douglas, uh, was in town for a couple of weeks and that was incredibly amazing and super busy and finishing up the work my day job work year which was super super intense and then right after Christmas I was asked to move for four months into a magical perch atop a hill overlooking the Rose Bowl in Pasadena And I am right now sitting in that perch, looking out at the starry and uh, sparkly skies over the Rose Bowl right now. Um, It is glistening as I look out onto this field of its stars, but it's also houses and car lights and things that are looking like stars out there of all different colors. It's really magical what I'm looking at right now. I'm going to be in this perch atop this magical hill. It's a super powerful place. I thought my house felt powerful and peaceful, but my God, this is even more powerful and peaceful. Um, Be here for four months um, doing a favor for a friend and her family, and I'm delighted to be doing it. And it's... um, it's it's real it's a gift for me and it's a gift for them it's a gift it's a gift a gift that gives and receives across the board <laughs> um so but that i was not expecting i was expecting to be working on all the projects that were superhero of love related love forward talks everything that i had been building for superhero of love i was thinking that that's what i would be working on um, during this Christmas vacation. So that didn't happen, which is, is a little bit weird, but uh, it's a little bit weird just because I'm so goal-oriented. And I recently wrote an article um, for Thrive Global about that, about how uh, goal-oriented I am and how my um, inner CEO needed to be fired. And I hired instead an 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 inner CLKO, a chief love and kindness officer, because I was, I had a very stressful last year after my book came out with lots of expectations of what I should be doing and should be and should be having and should, should, should. I was shooting myself to death last year and I was really stressed out a lot of the year as I look back on that year and I wasn't really dealing with stress very well. And one of the things that Master John Douglas, my teacher, often says is, just be good, be good. And he says it like as if he's a uh, a magical 
fairy, which he is, you know, he's very magical, angelic being. And it's as if he taps you on the top of your head and says, be good. And fairy dust falls all around you and you just want to be good. And what he means by being good, and he's not saying it in any way, shape or form, ju judgmentally, he's just inspiring us to, to, to lead with love and to be loving and kind in whatever we do. And um, when I'm stressed out, I generally have a hard time being loving and kind in the midst of stress. And that's not who I want to be. And I see these snapshots of myself last year during that stressful year. And, and I'm not proud of some of that behavior. Um, the last few weeks of, of December, I was dealing with Apple uh, with an issue and the issue is actually still not solved. This is now seven or eight weeks later that this issue is still not solved. But I was not dealing with Apple customer service very well. Um, I was not being good. I was not proud of myself. I was overstressed and expressing it. So this year, even though I um, didn't meet my expectations over this vacation because things shifted and my attentions were needed elsewhere, what I am focusing on is being a better chief love and kindness officer for me and my life. And one of the things that I know that I need to commit to is more time in bliss, which means more time doing um, the CDs that Master John um, offers us their angelic processes. Sometimes I refer to them as meditations, but they're not really meditations. I say that just to kind of, um, it's a blanket description of what they are, but they're angelic processes. John says these words, words that we need to hang on to as human beings, he always says, but it really doesn't matter he often says it doesn't really matter what words he uses. It could be just one single word that is that is stated on these CDs, but instead he gives us many words to f have our brains follow. But what's really happening is thousands and thousands of angelic processes and blessings are happening. And um, I've been spending more time with those angelic processes. And last year I would probably do... I'm guessing an average of three or four of them a day last year. And now I'm doing more like an average of six to eight a day. And it's making a huge difference in my life already. And we're, you know, not very far into, into January here. So that is a spark that I am experiencing in my own heart this new year of 2020. And now we are going to have our first interview of 2020 with Nadia Salamanca, who is a sparker and an igniter. And I will let her explain what that means. But it's a perfect interview to start out the new year with. Um, we actually did this interview in December. But it is the perfect New Year's interview, and I hope you enjoy it. And um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If you like it at the end and 
Um, if you've been a long time listener too, and you haven't taken the time to do this, if you could, if you like the podcast, go and rate and review it, tell your friends about it. We need to bring more superheroes of love into the fold. And also if you have any ideas of people that I should be interviewing, please shoot me a message, Bridget at superheroeoflove.com. And thanks. Thanks for joining us. Happy new year, everyone. And Have a blessed day after you listen to this blessing, Nadia Salamanca. Welcome, Nadia. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to have you on here. We met, I don't even know if you remember that we met in 2006, across the street from the Pasadena Convention Center, because I was helping produce Celebration of Oneness, and we were meeting about what we were going to do for Elevate Films at Celebration of Oneness, and it was you and Mickey and me and Colleen sitting at a cafe chatting about all the great things that were going to happen. And I was so moved by you and Mickey and your love in that. And you hadn't even, I don't think you had even gotten married at that point. You certainly didn't have two, two boys. <laughs> yeah. But I was very inspired by you and how you and Mickey love and love each other and how that love came through your work. So I've wanted to interview you guys for a really long time. So I'm so excited that you're here. And I've been a fan of your work. And I don't even know if you know this, but I've talked to Mickey over the years a few times trying to help you guys with different projects. Those were years though, when you were very busy momming. So, but I know you through Elevate Films. So you may want to tell us a little bit about Elevate Films, please. Welcome, Nadia, and please tell people about who you are in this wonderful world. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that intro, and I I feel really blessed and honored to be sharing with you and whoever is watching. And yes, me and Mickey um, created Elevate Films and Elevate Film Festival, um, you know, starting in 2005. And uh, it's actually a production company that creates inspiring and conscious media uh, to elevate the human spirit and just bring good, uh, good news and good things to the world. And so um, we started that company together and it really has grown and expanded. And, you know, it's something that we both you know, we both come from um, entertainment background. We both started off acting and, um, and then we moved behind the camera. And so, um, you know, a lot of things happened in, in, in the, you know, in our company. And um, I was really sort of the, the backbone of the company, really handling a lot of the structural and admin and stuff like that. Um, and although it was, you know, it was good. I, it felt empowering to, to hold, be that pillar. It wasn't my, um, yeah. passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it just wasn't my, like, I wasn't shining my best as, you know, right. doing taxes and making sure <laughs> like, you know, the admin was all straight and contracts and like all of that. Right. So I've always, um, I started my, my, uh, spiritual journey or my self-development journey at age 18, um, when I was given a book called a key to yourself and my best friend in college gave it to me and it changed my life and really set the path for the trajectory of my life. Um, and, uh, it, it really was planted the seeds of understanding of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and how we create a reality. So when the secret actually came out, I was like, 
oh my God. I'm like, this is what I've been living since I was 18. And it's like, you know, and of course that the secret really is only a small piece of the pie. Um, but you know, I was really grateful that it, it was at least um, hitting the mainstream in a certain way to awaken people to um, really how to direct their focus and their intentions um, in a positive direction. And, um, and so, you know, when, uh, when me and Mickey uh, moved to Ojai to have a family, mm-hmm. um, and that this was- is where we're coming into the superhero of love world, which is taking care of your heart, mm-hmm. taking care of your heart in the midst of what ended up being a crisis in your life. So yes. So, oh, hi. <laughs> yes. And one of the crises, you know, I had crisis when I was in my early twenties, when my boyfriend was murdered. Um, and that was a really uh, huge awakening for me. And I was so grateful to have had the, the seeds planted when I was 18 on the power of my mind and how I could actually heal myself and heal from that trauma. And tell me, how did you, how did you do that? How did you, were you, were you with him when this happened? Yeah. Well, we had, we were together for two years. We had just broken up. Um, so we were doing the back and forth thing for about a month. And, um, so yeah, we, we were still very much, um, heart connected and I saw him, you know, two days before it happened and I won't go into the long explanation of it, but, um, I really had to go deep into my spiritual practices and, and, um, look from a higher perspective because it, I think that when we get stuck in the human sort of like um, victimhood or blaming or anything, then it's a lot harder to heal from that space. And I just kept remembering, you know, I have the power and what I focus on and what I put my attention on is what actually I create in my reality. So I knew that I couldn't stay in that state of um, negativity or anger or whatever it is for too long. Like, of course, you, there's there's a natural grieving process and never, never, never suppress. It's so important to allow all that stuff to come out and through and be angry and, you know, write out all the shit, <laughs> you know, right. and like, whatever, just get it out. But then like, then imprint what you actually want to create. Like I'm healing, I am, you know, creating this and all of that. So I did a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, a lot of reframing, I call it. Um, One of my sayings is train the brain to reframe. Ah, that's great. Yeah. And, um, and that's really, you know, what helped me a lot through that time. And, and really from the time that he passed um, six months after that, I met Mickey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty quick, you know, and, but I was ready. I had done so much deep work, um, of healing and really, you know, I did it all on my own. I didn't go and get therapy or I didn't, you know, of course on my own, I had so much love and community and friends to help me and support me, but I, I was doing the inner work. I was diligently applying and implementing the practices every day, um, to really move myself through that. Yeah. And, um, and then Mickey appeared <laughs> and 
And you know, for those of you just listening to the audio, she just opened her arms out huge, like the sun, like she was just welcoming the sun. And Mickey is that. Mickey is just like you. You are both two giant suns. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Yes, he is. And he was in that moment. And of course, at the time, I was like, not looking for somebody. I was like, just getting on. I felt like just getting strong and in my feet again. And like, I was like, I'm just going to focus on myself, you know? Right. And of course he walks in and, and, uh, and, you know, I was just like, wow. And, uh, you know, we have our own, we had our own sort of journey to go through and really getting ready for each other. And he was just coming out of a 13 year marriage. And so he had to like go find himself and I had to actually allow him to do that and set my boundaries of like, okay, well, if you're not ready for me, then you got to go <laughs> figure yeah. that out, you know? Wow. And uh, that was really, really excruciating as well. But, you know, my ex and my experience with my ex passing really prepared me to be that strong for him and for myself. And that really changed everything because, you know, when you lose someone, when you go through something like that, it really makes you understand, like, it really has you question how you want your life to go. And, um, you know, and it just was like, life is too short and I don't want to settle. Like I'm just, I'm done settling. Cause that's what I had done in so many of my past relationships. I had compromised. And even though that Mickey was the sun and he was everything, right? Like he's gorgeous. He's dynamic. I mean, like, I don't know. People are listening. Right. Go look if you, if you don't know him, his name is Mickey Willis, and you can just Google him and you will find so many wonderful things, but you will see his, yes, his gorgeous, talented, amazing, heart-centered self, and he sort of went viral, was it last year or the year before, with the video about your son, which we can talk about later when we talk about parenting, but oh my God, yes. So you will see his sunny self. Okay, <laughs> continue. So... Um... So yeah, you know, I, I had to just say no. And I told him like, you know, I don't call me, don't email me, don't contact me, like totally cut him off for three months. It it took three months. We call it the dark ages. And, um, (laughs) but you know, it was, it was what he needed in his life and, and me too. And it really, like I claimed my power and I told the universe what I wanted and what I deserved and what I was saying yes to. And what I, you know, and what I was saying no to. And so, you know, we, luckily it ends up happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) We were meant to be together. And so that's what happened. You know, um, we came back together and, and, um, and then yes, we, we, you know, after um, getting married, we went to, oh, we moved to Ojai and started a community and had babies and, um, and then just, um, Going back to the other crisis. Sorry, right. I went. I digressed to the first crisis, major right. crisis in my life that led to Mickey. But um, and then me and um, Mickey experienced, and my two boys, of course, experienced the crisis of the Thomas fire, burning our house and our business down. And the- your your crew, even right. I mean, like yeah. your whole entire. It wasn't just your home and your family. It was your entire crew and company was affected. So yeah, yeah. tell them about that. Yeah. So we were living in community at the time. We had a beautiful, uh, um, beautiful 8,000 square foot home on a mountaintop. And we just had a really cool, comfy, awesome, 
you know, place and, and yeah, it all burned down, all burned down. And I was actually in Maui when it happened, um, celebrating or pre-celebrating my 40th birthday and with my sisters. And so, um, I wasn't even there when it happened. And so that was really, really hard. But uh, ultimately, you know, because again, um, I had experienced such a loss in my life and Mickey was at 9-11 and so he's experienced real intense things in his life too. We really understood again, we went back to our foundational principles of looking at deeper of like, wow, why is this coming into our life right now? And like, what is the blessing and what can we create from here? And of course, again, allowing all the mourning and grief to come through and the emotions and all of that. Um, because it's hard, you know, if you can imagine like everything it's gone, I can't <laughs> like even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, you know, Mickey could, didn't get anything out of the house except for the clothes on his back and my kids back. Literally they didn't pack any other extra clothes. I was just really focused on our client's footage and just got that out. And, um, and so, you know, there's a lot of like pieces that you got to put back together. And, you know, we're so grateful for our community um, to have supported us through that. Um, and again, it's like, wow, what a blessing. We've, through our whole sort of um, history of our Elevate Films and Elevate Film Festival, because we've given so much to community and it was like, it was just like we had created this community net that we didn't even really know was there. Like we did, but like not in this way, you know, and you guys were, you, you have always been focused on giving and contributing. So finally it, it's, I'm sure it brought so much joy to people's hearts to be able to give to you finally. Oh yeah. It was really something. It was really, you know, we had to actually get out of our own way to receive um, in a new way because we were always, you know, we're very strong people and we're like, no, we got this, you know, it's like, but you know, when you're, you don't have insurance, enough insurance to cover things and you, you're, you know, um, it's like this and is every fun. piece of, and every piece of equipment also every yeah. piece of your equipment, right? I can't even, um, and how about, how did you take care of the hearts of your boys going through that? What was that like for them? How old were they? No, uh, well, it's two years ago. So they were three and six. Yeah, they were three and six and it was right before Christmas. Right. So, um, yeah, but you know, they, they were sad for like a minute and, um, and because we just were like, okay, we're, we're on an adventure and we have each other. We just kept saying we have each other and we're so blessed and, and, you know, me and because me and Mickey do this sort of inner work reflection and, and um, we know how our energy impacts our kids so much. We really just, we just kept that as high vibration as we could. And, and honestly, it wasn't that hard because we were so grateful that we were alive and that we had each other and that we, you know, no matter what we had a roof over our heads, like we had so many people just say like, come stay with us. And their godmother, a dear friend of ours, um, you know, let us stay in her guest house for like 10 months while we've, you know, had to find another place. And it was really hard to find another place in Ojai because, you know, 
um, shortage of, of places and like fire damage and all that. But um, so ultimately that is what we did is we were just so, so grateful. We brought gratitude to every day and every moment as much as we could. And like, just like created from there, like, okay, so what is, what is going to be created from this? And, um, and that really kind of comes back to me and the fire being a catalyst for who I've now emerged into, um, with my work. And like I said, I've always, you know, I've been doing this sort of inner work since I was 18 years old and, and I've been through so much in my life and overcome so much. And I've always wanted to share that with others in a bigger way, but through motherhood and through kind of falling asleep, um, I call it momby land. I know you said that and I just, I can't, I, cause I, I obviously read your posts and, and I try to catch your Facebook lives when I can, but I'm not on as much as I wish. And you've said that, that thing about being asleep and you've never, neither you nor Mickey, nor your kids for that matter, have ever seemed in any way asleep, let alone sleepy. I mean, yeah. So it's shocking to me that you say that you're asleep. So can you, can you describe to me a little bit more about what you think fell or not think, I know that you know this, what fell asleep in you? Yeah. Well, honestly, it was like my practice, my, my inner practices, like I meditation was not consistent. I wasn't exercising consistently. I wasn't being intentional about my days. And a lot of moms out there know this where, I mean, like literally you're just, absolutely sleep deprived and you're literally right. just like going okay. through emotions you're just trying to like get it together you know and like the baby you're breastfeeding and like the baby's just sucking all the <laughs> brain cells out of you <laughs> like you know it's just like it's really intense and and that's why I'm actually I'm really doing this work and working with specifically mothers and and women um because you know, I don't, it's come, it's, it's, it's growing more and more where we talk about these things, but for a while they're like, moms didn't talk about it, you know, about how hard it is, you know, especially in the first couple of years, um, and just, you know, parenting in general. And, um, and so, um, yeah, that really fell off. And then I just, you know, as you know, like I have so much more inside of me that I want to share and that how I want to, impact people. And I wasn't, that wasn't coming out. You know, I was just kind of like stuck in this box of mom. And of course that is a great, great, my greatest gift. Um, you know, I think to this world is to be, uh, to be a mom and be a, a mom to these two beautiful boys. And there's more, you know, right, right. for me. And yeah. I know that for a lot of, you know, moms and sometimes people are just like happy to be mom and that's cool. But Um, you know, for me, there was more and my spirit was tugging at me and had been for a while. And I was just kind of hiding. And I was just kind of like, you know, just not, not surviving, just kind of getting through the day. Yeah. Like I, I just like sort of, I was very complacent with my own inner transformation. Um, and so the, the fire was a real catalyst and a wake up call and it lit a fire inside of me. It relit the fire inside of me. And again, you know, realizing like, this is our only life, right? Anything can happen. We don't know. And so like, do something, take action, start creating, get back, get back into your practices and start creating new habits. Cause I just like, it's just really like falling into bad habits. 
you know? Right, right. Um, I love how you've been posting about, speaking of like lighting that fire inside of yourself, like the, the sexual Nadia, like the, uh, the dancing, the, so talk a little bit about that, because I think that that's a, I've been personally, Liz, Liz Gilbert posted something um, a few weeks ago about dancing and she was, it was a, I think it was a video of her dancing when Rhea had just died. And she was like, she uses, she used dance to deal with the grief, but she said, I dance every day. And I was like, I'm going to dance. That's a great idea. Dancing every day. And then not long after that, I saw that you started posting about the dance classes that you're going to and the movement that you're doing with your body. And it's very inspiring. So, so tell people about that because it might be an opening for someone else. Yeah, for sure. Like I've always, I've always been a pretty embodied sort of person. Like I was a, a competitive gymnast ever since I was like six years old and, um, and into sports and things, but like, there is something with dance and movement that just is like speaks to my soul. And that's one of the things that fell off. Like I was not connecting to that part of myself. Um, I, as consistently. And so I, again, that was another part of me that reawakened and got reignited. And if, and I'm so lucky that I have this dance studio in town and this awesome dance teacher, Devin, and she does contemporary dance and also um, the sensual grooves. And that, I just like love that because it really just gets you in um, as a woman to get tapped into my femininity and like my feminine power and my first and second chakras and opening them up. And, you know, um, if you don't know how powerful your first and second chakras are, they are, they are all about manifestation and unlocking that, you know, root energy, um, that helps ground you, but also can, you know, create that creates life basically. Right. Right. That's where the babies come from. <laughs> You got to open that up. So not only creating babies and humans, but creative like, babies. Yeah. Creating, <laughs> creating projects or whatever you want. Like, so, so being able to open that and to just tap into that has been really, really, really powerful. That's beautiful. Um, so tell us about, so how, because you guys act, uh, there are some couples, it's, it's not often that I meet couples that seem like they've just met each other. Like, so what year did you guys actually meet? Uh, 2003. 2003, right. So like when I met you in 2006, I literally thought you had just met. And I was like, oh, they look, they look like they could be on their fourth date even. <laughs> But obviously you've been working together, so it was professional. So it wasn't like that, but the energy, you know what I mean? Like it was as if you had just met. And you still, I, you, I still perceive you this way. It's like the most beautiful, young love. I feel like you're going to have that young, fresh love forever. And I know that you, so, so tell us about how you, how you keep that fresh and how you, how yes. you, how you make that happen. And yeah. what an insp inspiration for your sons to be watching this love. It's just yeah. such a beautiful thing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I, we feel really blessed that again, it's really about being intentional. It's really about being intentional about how we um, are in our day to day and how, and what awareness we have to have gratitude and adore each other, really spend time to really remember that this person is just like here 
um, for a finite time, right? And this relationship is really here for a finite time. And so what are you going to do each day to appreciate it? And, um, and also when we're lit up with ourselves, that's a turn on, right? For the other person. Um, and so when he's lit up and he's like, you know, in his, in his, um, power and he's feeling, you know, creative and, and I just like, you know, it's just amazing. And for, for him too, to be able to see me, you know, expand and grow and, and also we just keep it clean, um, in regards to energy. And if there's any sort of, um, upset going on, uh, we communicate about it as quickly as possible. And, um, and the other thing is, is to, we let things, we also let things slide. Like we don't, um, we're not like so nitpicky at each other or, you know, we accept each other for our little quirks and our things. And, but I think that, I think that if you don't keep the energy clean and like, if you, if things are unsaid or swept under the rug, then those little things that, you know, we kind of just blow off and can just let go, they become a little bit more heightened and then you can get more irritated and, you know, it just builds and builds. Right. Yeah. So it's so important to just have that communication and, and we do listen to each other and we do also take responsibility for when we are not acting in alignment or if we're just like, there's an unconscious part of ourselves that's, um, that's showing up. I just had this image of you cleaning your relationship house. That's like, I was seeing dust bunnies in the corner and you're like, no, 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 there's dust bunnies. I'm going to go pick those up so that it doesn't become an unsanitary place to live. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If there's that thing that you're like, oh, you know, like that's bad. That's really bothering me. Or like that thing that you said or whatever, you know, the longer that you hang on to that thing, the worse it's going to be because it always just comes out in another way. So you might as well just say it, get it out in a positive, constructive way. And then like normally, like it feels actually just good to like speak it. And then we're like, okay. And then have it be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And then like there's something that can be done to take action to like, you know, remedy it or just have more awareness of it in the future. Then that it's like, boom, done. And then we move on. You know, we don't right. To stuff, and I think that's just a whole other thing. Like, when you are just- your kids mimicking you in that way? Are they yeah. taking? Yeah, that's great. That's such an amazing lesson for kids. I wish I had been taught that lesson. Yeah, I mean, you know, my kids are, I have a five year old, so he still hangs on to things a little bit, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my and my eldest one, he's very easygoing, and so just like, yeah, he just came out that way. He's just, you know, so, so, um sweet and chill and yeah let's talk about um talk about the video that went viral with him Mm -hmm. wasn't it with him it was with him right the oldest yeah he yeah he was the one that was talking but the little the little one was in the car right okay good right so tell them that story because it's a great story and i think people should go google it too i'll i'll put a link in the podcast notes to it because it's it's such a testament to who you are also as a mother and who mickey is as a father but it really is a testament to both of you Yeah. So, you know, he got, it was his third birthday, I think it was, and he got two of the same gift and he um, decided to return one to the local toy store. And he decided uh, it was like two trucks or something. And then he decided to exchange it with a mermaid doll, like a Ariel mermaid doll. And, um, and so Mickey basically um, 
you know, I was like, oh, okay, great. Is that, are you sure you want that? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, okay. And we don't, you know, we're just like, cool. Like whatever. If he, if he's digging that awesome and it made him happy. And so, um, he went out to lunch at a, at a restaurant and like these two older women were looking at, you know, my son kind of weird that he had this dog playing with his doll. And so it just really inspired Mickey to shoot a, like a really quick video about like, what if your son chose this? And, um, and then he was just saying like how it didn't matter. And like, he was going to love my two boys and we were going to love our two boys, no matter what, no matter what they choose and chose and that they could just be who they are and express who they were. And, and it was just, you know, it, it struck a chord and it got like a hundred million views around the world. And we got asked to do like interviews and it was crazy. It was like, what? <laughs> it was really like a really, really crazy thing. Usually. <laughs> you're usually behind the camera. So all of a sudden you were thrust in front, not that, I mean, in the past, I know you were in front of cameras, but you're usually shooting the people that are having these moments in their lives. And you were having one of those moments. It was really cool. Anyway, I've interrupted you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That, yeah, that's it. Like it was just, um, it was really a uh, crazy, awesome thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is a crazy, awesome thing. So tell tell people what you're doing right now, what you want to invite them into, what the work that you're doing right now with women. I know you mentioned it a little bit, but tell them how you how they can join you in um, transforming their lives. Yeah. So um, I actually created two online courses um, and one is called Spark and Ignite It. <laughs> and that's really all my, all of the, I really wanted to break down all of my foundational tools that I used, uh, you know, in my life to move people through challenging times, help them with the anxiety, you know, like so many things, right. Just to like have them, um, be more empowered in their life. And, uh, and so I put it into the six week online course and, um, and what I found, you know, each time in my, in my transformations, like in each moment, different moment, didn't, didn't matter what it was. It was like, you know, half my hair falling out, which was also, I don't understand that. Wait, you've mentioned that a few times in, in posts and things. And I don't, can, can we put a pin in your, what you're inviting people to do? Cause I have to know this. Your hair is unbelievably gorgeous. And I don't understand this. What, what, <laughs> what, what happens and when? Well, so I, um, I was a consistent worrier and, um, and so I worried a lot. I was also in a toxic relationship where I held a lot of my emotions in and a lot of like my self-expression in. And so, you know, how powerful our bodies are that they show you a signal of like, something's not right here. Something's out of alignment. And my, like literally half my hair fell out from stress. Wow. And it was, it was really at the peak of my time when I was modeling and acting. Wow. So, yeah. So I was faced with a really, again, a really intense, <laughs> tense moment. God, God doesn't show you things in really subtle ways, does no, he? No, it doesn't. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for that now. I think that I'm past all of that. Like I kept on being like, okay, universe, I'm done. I'm done with, le- you know, I don't need a freaking crisis anymore to like learn and grow. I'm, I'm being intentional, right? Like, right. but that's what happens to people. It's either like a broken relationship or it's a health crisis or it's a physical right. crisis. You know, it's like sometimes as humans, we're yeah. so stubborn right? that we're not, and we're not being intentional about like growing and expanding and like being who we truly are on this planet. Right. right. And so 
things happen. <laughs> so like, and don't you? And we all, I mean, I mean, like almost to the one, we all say afterwards, thank God that horrible thing happened, right? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. How many people have you, have you met who said that they were thankful for their cancer because it showed them, you know, how loved they were or how much capacity for love they had to either love or be loved, what, you know? But anyway, but you get some dramatic ones. So here's to you having very, very subtle lessons from your audience. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Or just being like, just being on it around my, around like growing and Right. Beautiful. Alignment and like, and, and I think that really I'm here now to support others. There you go. Thank you for bringing that back around to what you're doing now. Thank you. Very (laughs) elegantly done, Nadia. Very elegantly done. You, you went with me on that interruption so beautifully well. Thank you so much. Okay. You are here for others. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so I'm here for others so that I don't have to live the crisis. I can help others through their crisis. Um, so, (laughs) So yes, that's why I created Spark and Ignited. And, um, it's a six week online course and you can, you know, um, PM me about it if you're interested in it, or you can go to my website, NadiaSalamanca.com. And the other course that I created is Bringing in Your Soul Partner. And so that's a mini course that I created. I basically break down my whole like relationship history and and what I went through. I talk about the murder of my ex-boyfriend and I was cheated on and came from rejection and all this stuff. Again, like you know, hard challenges and how I was able to manifest the love of my life. Yeah. Seriously, big time love of your life. It's so inspiring. I'm sure people are going to go, go off and Google you guys, but I will put in the podcast notes. I'll put all the links that we need to uh, get them to your information. I I also work one-on-one with people. I should mention that. Great. Um, I have a light up your life mentorship um, program. It's a 12 week program and that's a lot obviously very intensive of me working with somebody um, to really create the life of their dreams and um, move them through clearing out all that stuff that's in your way (laughs) right so you don't have to manifest a fire to burn it out (laughs) exactly well Nadia thank you so much for helping us all with our hearts you had so I wanted to I wanted to talk to you for a long time about how you guys navigated through through the fire. Also, I wanted to hear how you guys came together. I'd never heard that story, but thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do in the world. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on.